economic developers are going to have to become more aware of your crime statistics. We also want to highlight Research FDI's podcast titled Research Uncensored. Chad Chancellor, our CEO, he was their first podcast guest, and the Next Move Group actually sponsors that podcast. A Calvin Carbon Corporation, they manufacture coal, wood, and coconut activated carbon products. They're going to invest $185 million into Burlington, Mississippi to expand their capacity. In Memphis, Tennessee, at the Greater Memphis Chamber of Commerce. So they're looking for a senior vice president of economic development. If you start hitting the bad, chances are you have moved that ball up or back in your stance. Chances are. Next Move Group, the voice of economic development. Here is Chad Chancellor. Thank you for joining us on this week's newscast. We got a little something new coming for you in a little while. Uh, one of our movement members knows that I've majored in professional golf management at Mississippi State University. So he's asked if I can do a golf tip every week. So we're going to have that for you in a minute, but we can't do the fun stuff first. I want to start, though, with thanking many of you. We had over 100 people respond to an email we sent out. One of our uh, movement members has asked us to compile a video that she can use with new board members and new elected officials to kind of organize orient them on their roles and responsibilities in economic development when uh, when new people get involved. And so we're going to launch that July the 9th, mainly with input from you all. We had over 100 of you tell us uh, the top two priorities that you think boards need to understand. And, and we poured through it, and we're going to try to address every single thing that you all said. And uh, in addition to that, we had a third question that said, if there are any other priorities you want to share with us, do that. 40% of you put a third priority. So this was something that economic developers really wanted to talk about and helped us out with. So thank you for that. That movement video will be coming out July the 9th, and it's going to be designed so you can have it in your library to use whenever you have new chairman, new board members, new elected officials, and so forth. I spent most of this week traveling through the Midwest, started in Indianapolis and worked my way through Illinois, St. Louis, and Iowa, ended up in Forest City, Iowa. We're doing a reshoring project in Forest City, Iowa, and it's the headquarters of Winnebago. And they actually put me up in a Winnebago, which first time in my life I've ever been in one. I've tailgated beside a lot of them, but never been in one. It was a lot of fun. This Winnebago had five televisions, <laughs> everything you could imagine. So it was a whole lot of fun. Beautiful, beautiful area up in Iowa, Forest City. Uh, they also have a 3M distribution center, and they told us while I was there that uh, this 3M distribution center in Forest City, Iowa, actually uh, beats all the other distribution centers they have on operating cost metrics that they track. So great place to do business. We're really looking forward to that project, and I enjoyed, uh, enjoyed my time up there very much. But the, earlier in the week, I actually was meeting with various manufacturing plants in Indiana, Illinois, and Iowa before I made my way to Forest City. And I, th I think I met with five plants, and out of five of them, five of them, five of them had major expansions uh, in the works. All five of them did. But all five, all five told me that they had concerns about where to do the expansions with all of the current unrest between the COVID virus, looting in some places. You know, these people all told me that they wanted to locate in small to mid-sized towns that had good quality of lives, were safe, crime. Uh, low taxes and so forth. And so I think we're already seeing a shift 
in mentality of where manufacturers are going to invest just based on the five folks that I met with this week. So I think small to mid-sized companies have more opportunities than ever. Two of the companies I met with were receiving many goods from China. And they said, we got to figure out a way to either make this stuff ourselves or find a U.S. supplier. So that's going to force the reshore back. But it was just a tremendous trip for me. Economic developers are going to have to become more aware of your crime statistics. They all asked me, all five of them want to talk about it. I guess it's because it's in the news right now, the looting and whatnot. So economic developers, you're going to have to become more aware of your crime statistics. What are your police folks doing? What are your fire folks doing? All those stats that we've always had to know, you're going to have to know it more than ever. And if you have good statistics, that needs to become part of your sales pitch, and it needs to become part of it right now. I mean, within the next, within the next few weeks, that needs to become part of your sales pitch. One of the features of our movement is we have a community forum in there where members can ask questions of us, of each other, to really share best practices in economic development. And we had two posts within our community forum uh, yesterday, actually, uh, talking about economic development. So I just wanted to read these to you. These are posts you may have opinions on. If so, join the movement and you can participate. The first question was, have economic development organizations seen a funding impact from the virus, either public or private funding? We lost a $25,000 private sector investor. They had to lay employees off, said they couldn't justify the investment in an organization in light of the layoffs. Wondering if any others are seeing this too. So that question was asked on our movement forum yesterday. And then there was another question asked yesterday about reshoring. This question was, I've been reading that the next wave of reshoring will be especially beneficial to rural areas. I agree with that. I also read in the Wall Street Journal recently an article that discussed the upcoming urban exodus, six, uh, June 18, 2020 opinion piece. What are you all seeing either in the media or actual impact on the ground? So uh, these were two questions asked within our community forum that our members can respond to. Uh, but for folks out there watching this is on our free news version. If you want to join, if you want to respond, feel free to join our movement. Uh, you can post on this forum. You can ask other questions just like this. You can answer those questions. We really want to build a community of economic developers. So to learn more about that, go to be the movement.us. Our executive search activities picked up this week. We, I think we sent four new proposals, three to Texas and one to Maryland. So uh, that market seems to be turning around. Alex Metzger's got your jobs update coming in a few minutes and he has more this week than normal, but just on our end, we saw a pickup in that this week. And now for the golf tip of the week. So this was specifically asked by one of our movement members. So I'm going to give this every week a free golf tip. Many of you may not know, I majored at Mississippi State University in professional golf management. And uh, it's actually a program where you get a class A PGA apprenticeship from the uh, PGA of America and you get a marketing degree from Mississippi State University. And so I interned twice and realized I didn't like the golf business. You had to get out there every morning at 5 a.m. and get the carts out. <laughs> and you had to sell merchandise. You had to work every weekend. Your off days were Monday and Tuesday. So I figured out quickly I didn't like the golf business. So I got out of that program and ended up finishing my business degree. But one of our movement members this week said, hey, can you give us some golf tips every now and then? I play golf with you before. You're pretty good. I know you're in that program. Can you give us some tips? So we're going to do this every week just as a little extra part of watching our news. So this week's tip is, is this. The next time you go out to the course and you hit the ball well, I mean, every shot you hit comes off well. You know, this is something you'll play. If you play a lot, it's something you'll feel probably three, four times a year. You just know it when you have it. Every shot you hit that day went like you wanted it to, you know, as opposed to most days when you only hit one good shot and use this on the 18th hole to get you back the next day. 
Well, the next time you hit the ball like you want to, it just feels flush to you. You feel like you're getting through it just exactly how you want to. What you need to do is go home that night and get out an old sheet and a marker and stand. Put the ball, you know, take your favorite club. Let's say your favorite club's an eight iron. That's my favorite club. I can do anything with eight iron. Put, get your eight iron out if that's your favorite club and draw on this sheet where you're standing. It, literally have somebody draw around your feet and draw where the ball is. Okay, that's going to mark your ball position and your stance. That's going to show how wide your stance is. It's going to show if your stance is open or close. It's going to show where you have the ball position. Is it the middle of your stance, a little bit back, a little bit forward? And then go ahead and do the same thing with your driver. Assuming you hit the ball good this day, don't do this unless it's one of those days when you really hit the ball flush all day long. And you know when those days are. You feel it. Do the same thing with your driver. Have your feet measured. You can do it on the same sheet, or you might want to get another sheet out. But have your feet measured. Where was the ball position? You know, how wide is your stance? Draw around your feet. Have somebody draw around your feet and have somebody draw where that ball is. Now, you probably ought to do this with every club in your back. To do that, you're going to probably need three different sheets because they're going to get on top of each other. But go ahead with every club in your bag, assuming you hit them all good that day, and draw all this off. And then the next time you start struggling, and I don't mean hit one bad shot here or there, but I mean you have lost your game. You know, you're, you're hooking the ball every shot. Bro. You're thinning it, fattening it, slicing it, whatever. Next time you really lose your way, get this sheet out. Get this sheet out and check your stance. Check your alignment. Check the ball position. Chances are, chances are, if you start hitting it bad, this has always worked for me. If you start hitting it bad, chances are you have moved that ball up or back in your stance. Chances are. Chances are you've either opened or shut your stance. Maybe your stance is a little more narrow than it used to be. Maybe it's more wide. These things creep into your game, and they just happen like that. It's just totally subconscious. But by measuring, by putting on this sheet, your ball position, your stance, the width of your stance, on the day that you hit it good, you can always have a base to go back to. Always have a base to go back to, to, to reorient yourself to see what's going on. Every time I did this, when I would really start hitting the ball bad, I'd get this sheet out, and I would find I had moved that ball back in my stance a touch, or I, had, I was bad about shutting my stance, closing my stance, not even knowing it. I played a little better from a slightly open stance. And I would just, over time, naturally close my stats. Well, that would get me hitting the ball bad. If you get this sheet out, it'll reorient you. Nine times out of ten, when you start playing bad, you're going to find, if you put this sheet down, that you have opened your stance, closed your stance, you've made it more narrow, you made it more wide, or you've moved that ball position. Moving the ball position a centimeter too far up or back will change where that ball goes. So this is a way, just wait till you hit the ball good the next time. Don't do this on just any random day. But those three or four times a year when you really hit that ball good, you get your sheet out in the marker, measure where it is, and use that as your base going forward when you get off the game to get it back. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Learning Lab segment. In our Learning Lab segment, we talk about different economic development tools that we think can be very useful to economic developers around the country, especially while we try to learn how to navigate all the impacts that COVID-19 has had on the economy. First thing on the agenda today is SEDC. So they'll be hosting their annual conference virtually this year due to COVID-19. They recently sent out a letter from Will Williams, the SEDC conference chairman, and in that letter he states that the virtual event will take place over the same days, August 17th through the 18th, but they plan to have a virtual event broadcasting from Nashville with a combination of onstage presentations along with other speakers who will join the stage virtually. You can find more information on that and how to register on the SEDC website.
Next, I want to talk about Research FDI. So I know I've mentioned how we love Research FDI and how they are, in our opinion, the best lead generation firm, and they are also our podcast sponsor. Well, they released a webinar that was sponsored by IEDC and took place on June 4th. It's titled Global Pivot, the Transition to Virtual Investment Attraction Strategies. The moderator on that is Erica Magder. She is the VP of Global Sales and Products for Research FDI. They have some really great guests on that as well. Joe Melvin, he's the Director of Business Development for the North Carolina Southeast. Nicole Sedlacek, she was one of our podcast guests and is the Senior Economic Development Consultant for the Nebraska Public Power District. Michael Filpo, he is the VP of Economic Development for Jonesboro Unlimited. And Aaron Boswa, he is the C. CEO of the Golden Trouble Agency. And you can find that on YouTube or through any of their social media platforms. We also want to highlight Research FDI's podcast titled Research Uncensored. That is hosted by Research FDI president and founder Bruce Tackerman and Amber Hunter, who's the VP of Business Development in North America for Research FDI. Chad Chancellor, our CEO, he was their first podcast guest, and the Next Move Group actually sponsors that podcast. And really, they just talk about what it takes to succeed in economic development today. So that's all we have for today, and thanks for tuning in. Hello, this is Brandon Nettles with your Rounding the Basis segment for this week. Um, so the past two weeks, we've had another full load of industrial announcements. So I'm just going to start working my way through them. Uh, Calvin Carbon Corporation, they manufacture coal, wood, and coconut activated carbon products. They're going to invest $185 million into Burlington, Mississippi to expand their capacity. Um, Databank, uh, they're opening their second Pittsburgh data center in North Fayette Township, Pennsylvania. So software company Miltech Systems is going to bring their offshore operations uh, to Atlanta, Georgia, and create 465 jobs in Fulton County. Creative Flooring Solutions, they're a tile manufacturer, and they're going to create 300 jobs and invest more than $70 million in Calhoun, Georgia. Uh, Porter Road Butcher Meat Company, they're going to invest more than $1.5 million to relocate and expand their production facility in Princeton, Kentucky. And they plan to hire um, up to 83 employees. Crocs Incorporated, uh, they're the shoe and clothing company. Uh, they're going to open their new corporate headquarters in Broomfield, Colorado. Metalworks Incorporated is going to invest $7.6 million to re relocate their headquarters and manufacturing functions in Grayson County, Virginia. Powerpool Plus, they're an industrial generator manufacturer. They're going to establish operations in Greenwood County, South Carolina. Um, Hilltop Basic Resources, they're going to invest, they're going to bring 20 high paying jobs and invest $3.3 million to relocate their corporate headquarters to Covington, Kentucky. Magna International, they're going to expand their seat manufacturing facility in Highland Park, Michigan, and this is going to generate $3.4 million in investment and create 480 new jobs. Giga Data Centers, they're going to build their newest data center in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Accentral Federal Services, they plan to open an advanced technology center in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, CVS Health has invested in a new 101,000 square foot operation in Chandler, Arizona, and plan to employ approximately 500 workers. Um, British-based uh, Arconic uh, will establish its first U.S. facility and locate its North American headquarters in Charleston, South Carolina. Drake Extrusion, Extrusions, excuse me. Uh, who made, they make color filament yarn and staple fiber. They're going to invest $6.9 million in its operation in Henry County, Virginia. BRD Extraction, they're going to invest $3.26 million to establish the state's first large-scale industrial hemp processing facility in uh, the town of South Boston, Virginia. Italy-based global packaging maker, uh, Serioplast, they're going to 
established production operations in Red Springs, North Carolina, and they expect to create 46 new jobs. Suncup Juice, their juice manufacturer, opened a 180,000 square foot production facility in South Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. PRCO America, they're a, uh, they, they make specialty bricks for the steel industry. Um, they plan to invest $5.5 million uh, to open their first U.S. production facility in Graves County, Kentucky. Um, Alcorda Forging Group, they're an automotive supplier. They plan to establish their first U.S. manufacturing operations and regional headquarters in Maryville, Ohio. Uh, and the company is going to invest $15 million and plan to create 50 new jobs. QTC is going to invest uh, approximately $5 million to establish a new operations center in Nashville, Tennessee. And th this investment is going to create 410 jobs in Davidson County over the next five years. So that's going to wrap up our industrial announcements this week. Uh, at, at we have, we've seen continued momentum in new industrial announcements, and so we hope that, trends continue, that trend continues. And again, if you have any industrial announcement that you'd like us to feature, please let us know. Good evening, everybody. Hope you had a good couple weeks, and tonight we're going to get to the Your Next Move segment of the newscast. In the economic development world, we have quite a few jobs, at least a good range of jobs, both from an um, experience perspective and a geographical perspective. So let's get to them and see if any of them interest you. And we're going to start in Memphis, Tennessee, at the Greater Memphis Chamber of Commerce. So they're looking for a senior vice president of economic development. So a very, very good job. Uh, Waverly Partners is conducting this search. So you can go straight to their website to apply or to learn a little more about the position. Jorgensen Consulting has a couple searches on the market. The first one is the city of Albemarle, North Carolina, looking for an economic development director, pay between $83,000 and $98,000. So this is uh, located in the heart of North Carolina, just a little east of Charlotte. And then down in Louisiana, the Vernon Parish Chamber, um, an economic development district, is looking for an executive director. So uh, Chamber has about 250 members. Now this is located on the far western side of Louisiana, pretty close to the state of Texas. So if either one of those two positions um, interest you, you can reach out directly to Charles Webb at Jorgensen to apply or to find out some more information. Up in New York, the Schuyler County Partnership for Economic Development. Now this is the Watkins Glen, New York area. They're looking for an economic and community redevelopment specialist. You can go straight to their website. They're doing the search themselves. So this is a flxgateway.com. So flxgatewaycom And in Virginia, the city of Richmond is seeking a senior manager of BR&E. So uh, business retention and expansion position, city of Richmond, Virginia, answers to the city manager. Pays going to between uh, $77,000 and $122,000 they're advertising it for. So you can go directly to their website to learn more. Down in Texas, in the Austin area, the uh, Round Rock Chamber of Commerce. Now, this is Round Rock, Texas. They're looking for a vice president. So, uh, economic development position, and Mike Barnes Group is doing that search, so you can reach out directly to them to apply. And last but not least, we're going to head to Arizona, one of my favorite areas, Gilbert, Arizona. I believe it's uh, either the fourth or fifth largest city in the state. They're looking for an economic development data scientist. So uh, a research position, but it's going to be good paying around seventy dollars to $105,000. And uh, they're doing the search themselves. So reach out to hr at gilbertaz.gov. We want to thank you all for tuning in. If any of these positions interest you, you can reach out to the addresses I gave or reach out to our staff directly, and we'll be sure and put you in touch with the right people. And uh, thanks for watching. See you next time. <laughs>